This is going to be a fun one on Lockdown NFL. Glad you guys are here for us. We're talking about three trades, one that's happened, one that might happen, and one that hasn't happened yet. We're going to find out about it. This is going to be a fun day. Thanks for joining us. This is Lockdown NFL. It's the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wow, that intro. I've never watched the video. That's great. I'm Jake Lisko. He's (laughs) Ryan Tracy. Welcome to the Locked On NFL podcast. As Ryan said, we have a lot going on today is at this point in time, all NFL teams are going in their respective training camps. We're going to start today with the presence of the quarterback that as Ryan teased has not been traded. Deshaun Watson present in Houston, working with the scout team, not doing a whole lot. I mean, what a weird, weird situation. I have a really hard time wrapping my head around what Houston could do differently. You think it's a misstep that Deshaun's out there, Ryan. What should they be doing instead? I think, honestly, they should do the bare minimum. I don't think that he should do anything besides, you know, the the basic stretching and plyometrics. Get out there. Make sure your body's loose. But I think they're taking a risk. Anybody can hurt themselves on any drop back. I mean, running with a scout team, I think, is a little bit dangerous. And at the end of the day, I think what we've seen through this whole process, even though we haven't seen settlements or anything, any legal conclusion to this, but the bottom line is I don't think I can picture him in a Texans uniform going forward. And so for me, if I'm the organization, the primary thing has to be about showcasing his ability now and protecting that asset that you have to get as much value for as you possibly can. I would have him in meetings and sit him down the rest of the time. Absolutely. And I I think we did see some of that. It sounds like he was just kind of standing around for part of the practice, trying to keep him, the, the team trying to keep him safe anyway. Just such a weird situation. And I do wonder if Houston feels like they have to have him out there in some capacity with the team to to stay compliant, to to avoid a grievance or something like that. I'm not too familiar with what the possibilities are there, but the NFL hasn't taken any action. And I think that's noteworthy at this point. Their investigation, they say, is ongoing. I think that they're probably waiting for the legal system to make some headway or finish its process. And when we first talked about this, going back to the work from, I think it was Lindsey Jones at The Athletic, this process takes the NFL a very long time. And so I guess we shouldn't be surprised they haven't done anything, but it just puts the team and the player in this weird, awkward spot. It does. And it makes it hard to get any business done. If you're the organization to this point, let's remember, there's a lot of new people in that organization trying to maneuver through taking this franchise forward, you got to try to maximize that return on him. And that a needs to make sure that whoever might be interested, and there's a lot of rumors about who's interested, where we're going to talk about another team coming up later in the show. That might be one of those teams that you got to make sure you get the, the epitome. What is Deshaun Watson? I think last season showed you that 
he powered through without Anthony. Uh, Anthony, uh, he's an actor. Sorry, without New Hopkins uh, to help you out. Just seeing what he's able to produce, you want to leave that I think crystallized in the mind of the other teams. I wouldn't uh, really allow a glimpse of anything that is subpar or in any way detract from what that gold standard is that you're trying to retrieve for your quarterback and what will be the future of your franchise. What's interesting is coincidentally, we have a very quarterback heavy show today and the athletic just put out their poll. I think it is Mike Sando does a poll of coaches and, and NFL sources of who, who are the top QBs in the NFL and the number five on that list. I believe he was the last guy in tier one. He was Deshaun Watson with 26 tier one votes, 23 tier two votes and one tier three vote maintaining his tier one status. The NFL from a football perspective still thinks very, very highly of Deshaun Watson, which is why we continue to hear his name in trade talks, despite everything going on for him in the legal system. It's just too bad that we've got this specter hanging over him and the Texans and really it just needs to get resolved at this point and then we can move forward because as it is everybody's in this limbo situation and it's kind of just awkward for for the player for the team for the league for us talking about it and it's a very delicate situation for everybody to navigate it really is and at least we know that the organization's open for business we're going to talk about another trade here after the break in a little bit but there's some other quarterbacks like you said we're quarterback heavy welcome to the nfl it's like it's the first day of training camp or something we got to talk about some of the other guys that are there. One that isn't is Lamar Jackson, uh, COVID-19 issue, not practicing. I think that's um, maybe not to be alarmist, but I think that's an issue that you're going to have to deal with that maybe sets you back a little bit, maybe a week or two. They have a pretty uh, interesting schedule early in the season, including the Kansas City Chiefs. So uh, I'm, I'm sure that that's a setback. I don't know how long it's going to last. Yeah, we'll find out pretty quick, right? They're not telling us the vaccination status for Lamar Jackson, which is fair. It's not the team's place to do that. And we do know that there are different regulations, different rules in place for vaccinated players and unvaccinated players. And we also know that the NFL has done generally a pretty good job, their vaccination rate blowing away the vaccination rate for the United States, for example, mm -hmm. by magnitudes. But the NFL has also made it very clear to their players in the last week, if you don't get vaccinated, look, you're putting your team at risk. You're putting your opponents at risk. I mean, just just crazy penalties if a game has to get canceled due to a COVID breakout. So we'll see what happens with Lamar. I, I don't know that it's any reason to panic quite yet, but never good to miss the beginning of your training camp. A couple other quarterbacks that we should talk about. At some point, Aaron Rodgers, maybe we'll talk about him in a minute, but Dak Prescott, Fresh off that ankle, back in practice with the Cowboys today, apparently had to leave practice due to arm soreness. That's something that we'll have to monitor. And Joe Burrow, fully cleared, uh, was the announcement from Zach Taylor during the Bengals media day, made his preseason debut and was a full participant in practice for the Bengals. So a couple of comeback players there making their first appearances for their respective teams. Yeah, you know, everybody needs parts here and there, and uh, they got to get those things. Those two guys are coming off of injuries in different directions. We'll see who can get back out there, and it's going to be interesting, I think. Is it a race? No. You have to get through. This is this is a marathon training camp is, especially if you are a player coming off a significant injury like Dak Prescott. So um, I'm not going to be too alarmed till we see uh, some problems back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back in practice. 
Yeah, absolutely. And if it's just arm soreness, that would make sense for a guy that maybe is getting back into the swing of throwing a lot. At least it's not the ankle for Dak. And for Burrow, the interesting thing for him is he really wants to play in the preseason. He really wants to get hit. And it doesn't <laughs> seem like Bengals coaching or ownership is too interested in letting that happen. But that will be something to watch as the team has been under heavy fire all offseason for their treatment or lack thereof of revamping their offensive line. Coming up next, another team that I'd say has been under some fire or scrutiny is the Green Bay Packers, and they made a lot of noise in press conferences and on the transaction wire on Wednesday. We'll talk about those coming up next. Yeah, there's parts that they need, and when they need to get them, you can be in the same boat, whether it's your car or truck. You can get that over at rockauto.com. They've been in business a very long time, 20-plus years, and they're a family business. They'll save you 30 or 50 or even 100% off of the parts that you need for your vehicle so you can save time and money, and time might be the bigger of those. All you got to do is go check out their catalog for parts for your vehicle. They can get it out to you. Explore everything. Get it in your cart. And then all you got to do at rockauto.com is go and in that box where you'll see it says, how did you hear about us? Put in locked on. That's our code. And then as you select everything for your car vehicle, they'll know that we sent you over there. We would appreciate that very much. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car or truck, in my case, will ever need. Check out rockauto.com. Now, the interesting thing for me. And I use that word interesting way too much, and I know that. I know there are producers out there that are yelling at me right this minute. Um, the back and the forth and the stuff, we know the Houston Texans are open for business because they did make a trade. It's just not the one that we're talking about for their quarterback, but does have to do with another quarterback up in Green Bay. Did you know Randall Cobb is still in the NFL, Ryan? I do now. I'm going to take some, I guess we'll both take some heat for this because he is going back to Green Bay in exchange for a sixth round pick that the Packers will send the Houston Texans. I imagine Aaron Rodgers, who feels like he is on the outside of the Packers inner circle, if you listen to his press conference on Wednesday, is pretty pleased to see the return of his former teammate and now new teammate or reunited teammate. Interesting bit of this deal, and I guess I'm also using the word interesting here, Ryan, is Houston is going to pay $3 million of Randall Cobb's salary to help facilitate the deal. So they're paying the money, they get a six-round pick, and Randall Cobb won't be there this year. You know what? Good for the Texans for just adding an asset in a year where nobody expects them to do anything. Mm -hmm. And is this an appeasement move by the Packers, or, or is this an actual – you know, we need a complimentary player, and we think Randall Cobb still has something left in the tank. Uh, yes, and yes. I, I can't think of a better place for Randall Cobb to be, to tell you the truth, than with Aaron Rodgers in that offense that I think that the two of them have been and seen enough looks together to maybe help Randall become relevant again for a short time. I don't know how much time he's got left in his career, but I think if there's going to be a better place for it, I, I can't think of one. And But it is also, I think, after all of this drama, a bit of an appeasement to your quarterback that you've managed to get back in the fold, at least temporarily. We'll see what happens in 2022. But for right now, it is Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. And I think that this helps them. Like you said, it helps the Texans that are going to need all the draft capital they can get in coming years. Uh, I'm not... I'm only surprised because it makes me think back to uh, to Moneyball about how uh, they're paying you to play for us. I think that's an interesting twist in this particular deal. Yeah, I think that is a little quirk that I didn't expect. I, I hadn't seen that until very recently that there was money involved in the deal. But 
It'll be it'll be neat to see. I mean, it was only two years ago. Randall Cobb, just 31 years old this year. Just a couple of years ago, he had 828 receiving yards. That's that's a pretty good year. Had uh, a good little bit of production. I was just trying to find his touchdown number, and my eyes are failing me here, so I can't find it. But 41 first downs and a solid amount of receiving production there. That's just a, a couple of years ago. Only played in 10 games for the Texans in 2020. If he can be healthy, if he's back with the quarterback that – also in tier one, by the way, actually number one on the athletics QB list, Aaron Rodgers, maybe there's still something there. And when you've got Devontae Adams on your team, that certainly tilts the coverage the other way. Yeah, as, as a number two or three receiver, certainly makes your life easier when Devontae happens to be there. Again, another guy who may not be there in 2022. We're going to have to see what that comes down to. Um, I know there's a lot of Instagram hype going on around what those two guys think of their future, but right now, you're adding a piece you trust. You're adding a piece that's a compliment. Honestly, I think this, you know, for all you fantasy guys out there, I think this is probably a plus for you all as well. In those real deep leagues, I, mm -hmm. I think. I, I mean, I don't know if I'm going out and drafting Randall Cobb, but I guess I'm also not. the. This isn't the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast, right? I mean, I'm thinking more in terms of the the actual football impact. But let's talk a little bit about Devontae Adams, shall we? He's sure. also in the news today, man. I mean, this is one of the best, if not the best receiver in the NFL, depending on who you ask. And I think that there's always a debate. And why is it that wide receiver tends to be this crazy debate? Who's the best wide receiver in the NFL seems to be one of the most frequently debated best at their position positions, I would say. And Devontae wants to be the highest paid quarter or sorry, highest paid wide receiver in the NFL, I guess, because he thinks he's the best. I particularly wouldn't argue with him, but I know a lot of folks will. I mean, the thing that's really, really tricky about that particular argument that we have every year is it's also dependent on the guy throwing the ball, maybe more than any other position on uh, an NFL roster is who's getting you the ball and how well is he doing that? And uh, again, anything you can do to kind of put everybody on the same page, get everybody pulling in the same direction. I think that's good for everybody involved out there in Green Bay. I don't think that I'm going to bet against him anytime soon, but if I did, I think I know where I'd go. I think there's one more trade that we have to talk about when we get on the backside of this. And that's Xavier Howard. That's where we're so. going next. Yeah. 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 We've covered Aaron Rodgers. We've covered Devonte Adams. We've covered Randall Cobb. So let's go Xavier Howard next. And if you are interested in perhaps betting on where Xavier Howard lands, well, maybe betonline.ag will have the odds you need to make that decision. Betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Yes, I know the NBA finals are over. We can't bet on the Suns or the Bucks anymore. And congratulations to the second Bucks team to win a championship this year. It's either Tampa or a Bucks this year. But you still got the NFL coming up in the very new, near future, and that's what we're very excited for. And if you're interested in betting on comeback player of the year, if you think Dak Prescott's arm soreness is going to linger and, and be a hindrance to his season, well, maybe you want to go in another direction. BetOnline.ag will have you covered for that as well. So don't sit on the sidelines. This is your chance to get into the game. And we have a promo code for you right now to help you do that. That's locked on for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Ryan. So Xavier Howard has formally requested a trade from the Miami dolphins. One of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. We talked about him 
a little bit earlier this year. I don't remember mm -hmm. when it was. It was sometime in the the deadish months of the offseason when it first came up that Xavier Howard was interested in a new contract. And I remember that it was weird. Brian Flores pointed out Xavier Howard just signed a new deal. And Xavier Howard, on the other hand, feels like he's not really getting the appreciation that he feels he's due as one of those best corners in the NFL from his team. And uh, there's a couple of things here. One, there's the individual conversation around the player, but one recurring theme is something that I actually really am enjoying seeing is players advocating for themselves a little bit more, especially those that are at the very top of their craft and Xavier Howard, along with Aaron Rodgers and Devonte Adams. And, and before everything happened legally with Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson as well, just another player to add to that self-advocacy and, and knowing what he's worth. Yeah. I, the self-advocacy, I think, is not only important, but it has to be timed right. And I think that's what we're experiencing here. Um, what is he, 28 years old at this point? So not quite as young as, as maybe the perception is. Maybe he can be concerned about where the future is. He's gotten that second contract out of the way. But he's coming off a year where he led the league in interceptions. Is he going to bank on on trying to repeat that? Or can he stick his foot in the ground now and say, I'm the best that you can get. I deserve to be paid up there, even though this extension isn't old. I, I can I can understand where he's coming from, certainly for his representation as well. The question becomes is if you are trying to run that defense, do you want to set the precedent of a, of a guy that just got a contract extension and, and kind of caving to another negotiation? Do you want to try and have the distraction Clearly, what we see out of Miami is that he is not a distraction. He's being professional about it. He's at practice. This isn't a holdout situation yet, but I think that the overtones are we think we deserve this and we don't want to get into a, a holdout situation. We would like to be traded, please. We'll yeah. see if it happens. Yeah, and a lot of people are throwing out the, the Chandler Jones for Xavier Howard idea. If you, if you Google it right now, that's going to be one of the top results you find. But Xavier Howard is, I would think, a cornerstone for Miami. And I, I know that Brian Flores, you know, the defensive coach, they bring in uh, Byron Jones to play the other side. I, I would imagine that he hates the idea of losing Xavier Howard. Maybe he thinks he can schematically overcome it. A lot of coaches do tend to think that uh, my scheme, my scheme can overcome uh, not always the case, obviously players tend to win games and they can be helped by a scheme certainly, but when you have one of the best corners in the NFL and you're trying to put out a lockdown duo like that with the amount of money they spent on Byron Jones, this has got to be a very difficult situation for the coach. And I kind of wonder, is it worth it? So you talk about setting precedent. Yes. I mean, maybe that's dangerous, but at the same time, we have talked on this show before about how we expect the salary cap to just explode in a year yep. or maybe two years, but all that new TV money is coming. So are, are we really going to lose one of our best players on defense for the Miami Dolphins because we don't want to pay him a couple extra million dollars a year? I mean, we know NFL teams are crazy profitable and mm -hmm. we know that there's more TV money coming. We know that the salary cap is set to go up a ton. The downside, yeah, there's some precedent stuff there that maybe is a little bit scary. But if you think you're going to be competitive, I mean, isn't that worth it in an AFC East that could be a little bit open? Winning smooths over everything, right? So yeah. at the end of the day, does it ruffle other feathers on the roster? Possibly. 
Does it set you up for having a couple other people come to you and say, listen, I'm going to need an adjustment? Possibly. But I, I agree with you. If I'm on that staff, there's no way that I want to see this happen. If I'm in the front office, I'm a bit more open to yeah. it, but not a whole lot. So at the end of the day, can you can you fix this up? I feel like this is a situation that even though it has been formally requested to be a trade, I feel like this is something that can be fixed if the whole body of the Miami Dolphins is going to put their effort into correcting. And maybe in the end, that's what happens. Yeah, you do draw an interesting distinction there. Like if I'm the Dolphins front office and I'm evaluating this, I'm definitely seeing what's out there. We know that a couple of playoff teams, according to Ian Rappaport, have already inquired. And I guess if it's a playoff team, you're a little bit worried about the draft compensation if it is a draft pick, not being a high draft pick. But I do think the Dolphins are sort of in win now mode, right? Like they probably have some questions about their quarterback, but I imagine they feel like they are a team that's been on the upswing for the last couple of years. And I'm sure that they they have to have some measure of confidence in Tua at this point in time. They, they did have a lot of draft ammunition. If they weren't sure, they could have made the move to, to go get another quarterback a la Arizona Cardinals if they really wanted to. And instead, we 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 don't see that happen, which to me means, you know, I think they think they're trying to win right now. And so delicate balance there potentially between front office and coaching in Miami. I, I want to pause something to you because in some NFL circles, this rumor has been that one of the teams interested in Deshaun Watson is the Miami Dolphins. And if you're talking about trying to pull off a blockbuster like that with two very high-profile players, does it become a thing where you're, you get to the point where the front office in Miami just says, I don't think we can fix this. Let's roll up to an Xavier and try to get to Sean for them. Do you think that's something that could come down? It's so complicated. It's so complicated. So if Deshaun Watson didn't have the legal stuff, you would have to say, okay, and what draft picks? And you would say like Xavier Howard. And I mean, very, very good player. We've seen what very, very good corners go for lately. And it's been one of the higher value trade assets in recent history. Jalen Ramsey being the most recent example, I would imagine Jalen Ramsey would be a little bit more valuable of a trade chip than than Xavier Howard, but I'm not sure how much. Definitely something tangible, but I would definitely try to do that if I were Miami. And, and you would have to see how many picks are involved. But in the reality we live in with the uncertainty around Watson mm-hmm. and, and what's going to come down from the NFL and, and what that might be inviting if, if the allegations turn out to be true, which I am not going to say either way because we don't really know yet, right? And so I, I just think that's very confounding. Very, let's just call it a confounding variable at this point in, in the equation of trying to figure out if that's a good decision for your organization. There's just so many unknowns. Would you, given the information that we have and all those caveats, would you would you do it? I mean, is there enough known right now to make that move if you're Miami? Now, Dolphins fans, I'm not trying to trigger you, but no, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. I know that there are some, and, and I would feel if it did happen that with the guy that I would feel the worst for is Tua, because I I think he deserves continued support, if yeah. nothing else, if not complete faith, but at least support to progress his development. And I I think that would be the toughest part. But rumors exist because somebody knows something of an opinion of someone. 
Um, you know, every thread I think out there has a little bit of legitimacy. We're going to have to see if that comes down or not. But uh, if it does, we will have all the information for you here on Locked on NFL. Q is going to be here tomorrow. So is Chris. Don't miss them. Check out Jake's hat. Don't miss that as well. We have a whole crew. If you're new to us on YouTube, like and sub and do all of that, as well as following us over on Spotify, uh, iTunes, all those things. We are here five days a week with fresh crew on each day. This is Jake and I, and we'll be back with you next Thursday. Hope you have a good one, Jake. Thank you guys for watching, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.